Hey y'all, it's your girl Naisha Stone, and you're listening to the Carving Stone Podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, it's Tuesday, which means we're back with another episode on a Carved in Stone podcast. And I'm excited to bring my guest on because we're on the same board. He actually asked me to be on the board. So I'm really excited about that. So we have president of the Milwaukee Press Club Endowment, Joel Driesing. Driesing. Did I say it right this time? Thank you. Yeah, you get Driesing. Yes, that's it. You got it. Yes. So we have Joel on. I wanted to bring him on because not only has the endowment really helped me in my journalism career, but we're going on 50 years of supporting excellence in journalism. So I wanted to bring some awareness to the organization and what they all do. So, hey, Joel. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for saying yes to being on the board, too. Thanks for asking me because I had no clue what it entailed and I still kind of don't. I'm still learning. Well, <laughs> um, we're all just learning. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I quickly mentioned um the NPC endowment, but could you um simply, well, not simply, but could you go into depth of like what the organization is and kind of its importance? Sure. Um, so as you said, it was started 50 years ago in 1973. Three members of the Milwaukee Press Club um put some money together. Um, I don't know a whole lot about um I I know who they were. I don't know a whole, whole lot about what they were thinking at the time, but I imagine that they were kind of looking around um, and, and saying, hey, you know, journalism has to have a future. We can't just be concerned about the, the present, um, which is what daily news usually does, right? Um, and so they put some money together and they said, we want to use this money to invest in the future of journalism. Uh, specifically, they said in excellence advancing excellence in journalism so that was 50 years ago um they uh they started off by having three journalism scholarships at three the three biggest journalism schools in wisconsin at marquette university university of wisconsin milwaukee and university of wisconsin madison so every year for those 50 years as far as i know um the endowment has um has paid money to students or help help those students you know with with their tuition um you know covering their fees for for going to journalism school um the those uh scholarships are now up to twenty five hundred dollars a year per person um which sounds like a lot to somebody who didn't pay a lot for college but uh considering how expensive college is now that's kind of a, a dent in you know a, a big bill but the, the feedback that we get from the scholars when they get these awards is, hey, look, I don't have to work an extra part-time job while I'm going to school. I can work on the school newspaper or I can, you know, do, do things that will help my career along. Um, I don't have to worry about loans as much. Um, it, it takes a burden off my family. Um, journalism isn't known as a very financially rewarding career choice. And um, so I think anything that we can do to help um, those who are interested in journalism pursue that and not be, you know, indebted and, and weighed down by financial concerns when they get out, um, the, the better. So the, the, the endowment actually then started from these press club people and it's um, uh, 
charitable organization acknowledged by the Internal Revenue Service. Um, it's an affiliate of the Milwaukee Press Club, but it's not, um, it's independent from the press club. The press club members um, elect our board members. They elect you, they elect me. Um, every year we have uh, elections and um, each person on the board is a volunteer. We're on the board for a two year term. And then if we wanna be reelected, um, we put it up to the members. Um, before we dive more into like the impact and the funding that we've given away through the endowment, I want to talk yes. about how how is the endowment able to survive 50 years? Because I know starting off, like, did you I'm pretty sure they probably didn't know it was going to last this long. I mean, that's the whole point of the endowment. Um, but like, how do you keep it going for this long? And like, yeah, can we talk about like the fundraising and just like making it sustainable? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and you do know a little bit about this because you're going through this with your own foundation, right? So, so you know, the investment that those initial three people made, um, and I can tell you who they are. They're uh, a guy named Raleigh Wolf. I don't know much about him. He was a lawyer at the time. Um, and um, Gene Otto, who was um, a, an editorial writer for the Milwaukee Journal. She later became the, the opinion page editor for the Milwaukee Journal. And she was the first female to be the head of the Society of Professional Journalists nationwide. So um, she was, uh, I was reading about her recently and she's a very interesting person. Um, and then the third person was a guy named Arvo Schleben and he was the associate editor of the, of the Milwaukee Journal when they put this money together. So um, typically in an endowment, um, you invest some money and you say, um, so much of this money can't be touched. It has to be invested so that um, it keeps growing uh, so that it lasts forever. So this endowment, it's set up to go on in, per in perpetuity. Um, typically, what you do is you figure uh, how much is in the endowment. And then every year, you kind of, if you spend 4% of that rule of thumb, you spend 4% of that um, and the, the rest of it is invested kind of evenly between stocks and bonds so that you've got some risk and some things that are more conservative. Um, over time, you should be able to take 4% a year out of there and that sum would still be there. So if you start with $100,000, you could take out $4,000 in a year and then every year after that, it still would be $100,000. I mean, sometimes it'd be less, sometimes it'll be more, but it sort of evens out that way. So um, our uh, endowment actually benefits from donations. So uh, we not only had that initial sum those three people put in, we've had other people and, and companies put money in over time. So we've grown. Um, when I started on the board in 2010, we had less than $70,000. Um, right now at the end of 2023, we've got about half a million. Um, so it's grown. And, and some of the growth is kind of interesting because um, what we've done is we've uh, sort of pulled other people who want to have endowed scholarship or memorial funds for certain people that we would consider managing their money for them at no cost. So um, for instance, there's a colleague of mine when I worked at the newspaper, Don Walker. Um, he died uh, eight or nine years ago. And um, 
a group of his friends and, and, and family and colleagues put some money together and, and went around and told people that we were doing this. And um, the, the goal was to set up a fund of $25,000. So again, the math, 4% of that would be $1,000 a year that you could have a scholarship. Um, but it quickly grew. So it's now $100,000 um, or so. Uh, so that scholarship is now $4,000 a year. So we had four or five different funds that have started up in that time um, created that way. That's really sort of helped build the assets, the, the strength of the endowment. About half of that $500,000 um, is of the general fund that the endowment has itself. And with that money, we take 4% of that. And um, you and I, you know, on the board, will um, will take requests from from organizations and, and, and not individuals so much, but mostly organizations um, saying, you know, we'd like some money to, to help our journalism related uh, program or, or uh, you know, whatever. And we'll consider that and, and that 4% of whatever our assets are, um, that's what we'll spend. Um, what do you think makes the endowment so special that people want to keep supporting it over the years? Um, I, you know, I, I think a lot of our donors are former journalists who appreciate how times have changed, how important it is to encourage people to go into this field, how, um, it can be difficult to convince people to go into this field. Uh, and I think some of our support comes from that. Um, some of the support is from people who are honoring people they work with. Um, and in there, that's a recognition not only of the field um, of journalism, but also of a particular individual, somebody who had meaning to them. Um, there was a, a guy at, uh, at Channel 4 at WTMJ, Ed Hinshaw, who touched many lives and, and was beloved by many people he worked with. And now his family and his some of those people whose lives he touched are coming on board and giving money for them. Don Walker was uh, was a, just a an amazing case in which, I mean, the reason that that fund grew so fast and, and so large was because um, he was so respected by so many people in the community. And, and uh, you know, he, he, at the time he passed, he was covering the business of sports. So, you know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, the, the Green Bay Packers, the Milwaukee Brewers, they all recognized what a great guy he was. Even though, you know, it wasn't like he was always writing, um, you know, uh, kind of stories about those organizations they saw that he was doing his job that he was fair and they respected that and out of that respect they put money into it you know there's a lot of appreciation for journalism that um i, I think goes unnoticed and we present uh an opportunity for people to to pay that respect i agree and one of my favorite ways um that we give back is when we support those like special projects so we do scholarships but then we also sometimes do grants and so I want to talk about um, you know the immersive trips 
um, not just those, but like, can you talk about one of the projects that you feel or not, not just one, or is there, is there a project or some funding that we've given out recently within the last few years that is kind of different than our scholarships, but you like, this is definitely needed in journalism. Yeah. Um, so Greg Borowski, who's the, he's now the editor of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Um, he was on our board at one time and, um, he also, I think he teaches a class at Marquette, he was Marquette University, and um, had been involved in, um, they have the Urban Journalism Workshop at Marquette, had it for, I think, since the mid-70s, um, where um, typically uh, Milwaukee area students, high school students, um, will um, apply for this, and they'll go to Marquette for a summer for a few weeks and they'll um, learn about journalism. They'll learn how to be a journalist and, and they'll do workshops at that and they'll, they'll tour a TV station and go to the newspaper. Um, and the way that workshop worked is that, you know, you sort of learn this stuff and then, I don't know, they test them or something at the end and, and they're done. Well, um, for a while, um, there was somebody who was donating money to fund newsroom internships for some of those students so they could actually at the end of their workshop go into a newsroom and work as an intern and actually you know contribute to the product of a, of a newsroom and um at one point um i had heard from greg that that funding source they had was drying up and he thought that was too bad because he thought that was a good program and i said well the endowment is there to advance excellence in journalism. And that that's a good way to get young people who are interested enough in journalism to you know, go through this workshop, um, to get them into a newsroom and pay them. And, and that's, that's something I believe strongly is there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of journalism programs where interns are not paid. There are a lot of programs in general for, with unpaid internships. And the problem I have with that is that the people who can afford unpaid internships um, are not necessarily uh, the, the people need in journalism. You know, um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Maybe saying it a, a different way. Um, People who can't afford unpaid internships um, have an undue financial burden because of that, and um, I, I, and I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair to them, and I think um, journalism suffers if you have people who, uh, for economic reasons, for financial reasons, aren't you know benefiting from internships. So. So in a few cases, we've um, the, the the endowment has stepped in and said this is worthwhile work, and if you're not going to pay this person, or if that's a a burden for organization, um, the endowment wants to put some money together to do that. So in 2019, we um, as a pilot, we gave a thousand dollars per student to six students to work in different newsrooms. Um, it ended up being 
don't know, $15, $16 an hour. Um, cause th that was the other thing is that, you know, didn't want to pay the minimum wage a because minimum wage is so low, but B because, um, you know, if you had a choice and, and, and you're maybe a college bound student anyway, um, and you had a choice between, you know, um, doing a job that's not journalism related and getting journalism experience, I want you to get that journalism experience. Um, so, so we did that. We, um, actually we pay the, the, there's a newsroom intern and there's an intern for the Milwaukee press club and the endowment pays that person and for that person for two years. Is that, uh, for a year. So I stand on for a year. I just came back for a year. Okay. Time. It felt like too. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you knew what you were doing then too. Right. But, 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 you know, I mean, think of the benefits of, of that internship mm -hmm. and what that did maybe beyond even getting a scholarship. I mean, the scholarship helps you, you know, financially and it, it, it you know, goes right to your tuition, but the internship, you're actually doing something, you're meeting people, you're networking, which, I mean, that stuff's invaluable. Yeah, I so, think. So, oh. Go ahead. No, yeah. So to answer your question, that's 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 a project that I'm I'm proud that we were able to be part of, um, the Urban Journalism Workshop. So that was 2019, right? So we know what happened in 2020, and then 2021 they didn't have it again, and 2022 they didn't have it. Um, I think they had it in 2023, but they didn't have the the internship part of it. So. Um, working with Greg and, and the Dean at, at Marquette and other people and hoping you probably might know more about it than I do, but we're, we're hoping that in 2024, they'll be able to have the urban journalism workshop and offer the internships. And we have money that we've already set aside to help out somewhat. Um, and that's something we can talk about, but I mean, um, we have, we have restraints on our money, so we don't, you know, we don't have all the money in the world, but uh, we might help. That's a project that I'd like to be involved in more. I, to the people listening to this episode, I really want y'all to pay attention to the importance of the endowment because there aren't really many organizations that specifically only support journalism where you can sometimes write a proposal and get funding to support certain types of coverage. And that's so important because as independent journalists or even like you're a full-time journalist at a newsroom, they don't have a lot of money to go dive into certain topics or to go on immersive journalism trips like I did in college. So what the endowment is doing is very important. So hopefully people want to donate. Um, I do want to talk about the immersive trips. So me going to UW-Milwaukee, um, I, I was the first class to be taken... We went three different states reporting on issues. Um, I think Trump just got elected that year. No, he did just get elected that year. And so that gave me my first real-world experience on a real-world topic and then being able to go out on the streets and reporting. And so at that time, the endowment wasn't – you guys weren't funding that program. But now that I'm on a board within the last, four year, last few years, we've been funding that program. And I just want to show the importance of, like, what we're doing because if – we don't have organizations like the endowment. Journalism will fade away because although you may have passion for something, passion don't pay the bills. And so <laughs> when you're a journalist and you're working and you love the industry, but you're not getting paid, a lot of people do leave and they do become PR people or they totally switch industries. So um, to say all of that, support the endowment. 
and support the endowment. Um, what are some ways people can support the endowment, um, Joel? Uh, you can you can go to uh, mpcendowment.org and and uh, click on donate and and you can you know donate there. Um, we appreciate sustaining uh, contributions where you're giving a little something every or a lot every month. <laughs> um, a lot is better than a little, but um, but any but any little bit helps. Um, you can you know make one time donations. Uh, one thing that I'd like to see more of is. Um, uh, planned giving, where people, you know, there are a lot of um, older journalists, retired journalists who, um, you know, have estates and they're going to have money left over when they die. And, and you know, um, I'd like more of them to think of us and, and to, to help us out that way. Um, we actually got a really big boost one year um, from uh, a gentleman named Harold Gower, um, and nobody on the board had ever heard of him. And he was a, a, a public relations specialist. Um, there are a lot of interesting stories about him, um, but he um, was a, a big fan of the Milwaukee Press Club and uh, cared about journalism, cared about democracy, cared about truth telling, cared about storytelling, and um, and in his will had set aside some money for for the endowment, and um, we really benefited from that. Um, you know, and, and just even helping us out and, and uh, volunteering where, wherever possible, um, uh, raising awareness. Um, we, you know, so back to our money problem or our money situation. So, you know, we, we gave away in 2023, we gave away, um, including those scholarships, the Don Walker scholarship, the Jones scholarship, the Eric Miller scholarship. Um, these are all people who um, are from Milwaukee or, or worked here who passed away. Um, but w including those scholarships, we gave away $38,000 in, in 2023. And that's more than we've ever given away before. Um, and it's also a year in which we turned away more requests than we ever turned away before because there's a need. There, there are programs that... And maybe that immersive journalism program is an example where, um, you know, maybe years ago, something like that, the, the university itself might have might have paid for the expenses, the travel expenses of, of the students. Um, and then beginning with your class, um, there was some some private funding that came in that that paid for it. And um, that funding went away somehow. And then the instructor came to the endowment and asked the endowment if we could pitch in and do that. And then a private donor um, came forward and gave some of the money and said, I want it for this for this class. So we've been doing that now for, I think we're in our third year of, of helping to provide the expenses so that the select students in that class don't have to pay out of pocket to, to go to these places that, that, you, that you were talking about going to. Yeah, um, can we talk about the what we have planned for our, you know, our 50 years? We got a campaign going on. Um, we're gonna be doing some events. Like, what do you want to share with the with the public? Um, a couple of things. Um, so um so after 50 years of doing this, we've been a fund giving organization all this time. We've never really been a fundraising organization. So we hired a fundraising consultant, um, and we're actually like going about and um, on an organized basis, 
um, figuring out how to to knock on doors and 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 uh, you know ring people's email boxes and and uh, try to get them more in tune with what we're doing to get the word out so people more people know who we are um, and and give us money so that we can grow our endowment so we can do more so we don't have to turn away as many requests as we turned away. Um, Another thing that we're doing is um, we're um, telling our story. Uh, again, part of people know who we are. Um, copyright uh, magazine uh, editor in chief uh, Alexia uh, Bronson is uh, we, we've we've contracted with her. Um, and she's been doing research. She's been interviewing uh, people who have uh, been involved in the endowment, who have benefited from the endowment. Um, to basically tell the story of the endowment by saying what has been the impact of the endowment and what is the potential of the endowment. Because we want to, just as those first three funders of the endowment were thinking of the future, we want to think of the future. We don't want to just look back and say, you know, how did this help people? Um, we want to look forward to say, how can we do better? Um, and then also, um, Mari... Atif and um, um, Jamee Fisher are working together to do some uh, videos and they've been interviewing people. Um, they're going to do a, a series of videos. Um, I think they've talked to about seven or eight people so far. Um, and it's, and it's, and it's a mix of people who um, have been uh, scholarship recipients, um, interns. Yeah. What well, you, you interviewed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, board members, um, donors, uh, the, the guy who runs the, uh, the Don Walker uh, Memorial Scholarship uh, was interviewed for that. Um, other journalists. So and just to get some of their impressions of, again, not only um, what impact we've had, but also to talk about what we can do better. Um, speaking on what we can do better, how would you feel, how do you feel, how, how has the endowment changed over the years? So that we know we start, it started with like three kind of white people, um, but now the endowment has grown to be more diverse and we're noticing, okay, what does it really mean to support excellence in journalism and how do we be more intentional about that? So can you speak to like the changes or what do you like, would like to, to see in the endowment? Yeah, sorry, I've got a clock that dogs on the hour. <laughs> My granny used to have one of those, and he used to always wake me yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? I hated it. I hate the tick of. Did you? Yeah. And I hate it. I don't like the clock that. I can always hear them. Oh, it gets yeah. on my. Oh my god! It kills me. <laughs> sorry. Should I should I go stop it? You're fine. I can't hear it anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um. So. Yeah, I you know I I think we're still evolving. I hope we're still evolving. Um, I so just take my my own story. So I was a first generation college student. Um, I couldn't afford free internships, but um, I was able to to do some free work to get me to the point where I could get a paid internship. It didn't pay a lot, but, you know, I didn't get rich off of it, um, but it kept me going and it gave me experience and it helped me go along in my career. Um, 
and now I think it's um, more important to have people who have been underrepresented telling the news um, to to get the experience and to to uh, to encourage them to tell stories. And one of the things that I've really been I'm always amazed and inspired by are people who are getting into journalism because because I you know maybe it maybe I've grown cynical but I just find such inspirational people who who get it who want to um, want the world to know what's going on um, or want their community to know what's going on and they see stories that aren't being told and they say, I want to tell those. Um, and that's what journalism is all about. And they're, they're willing to, to get the discipline and, and, you know, the skills and the tools that they can do that. And um, I think we should encourage that more. As part of that, um, I think people who um, get into a newsroom or, or get into this profession and they don't see a lot of people like themselves there. Um, I think that journalism and and the endowment can help maybe fund some of this to to help it because we're just a fundraising organ and we're a funding organization. We're not really in um, uh, an activities organization. But but um, to, to do more things like to have men mentoring programs to to um, to have things where uh, professional journalists um, meet with college students to, you know, the, the sort of networking that you were able to do and you're special. I mean, you know, <laughs> well, you, you are, I mean, you know, um, a lot of journalism students um, don't have the, the, the drive to, to go and, you know, mix with professionals and to get to know them and, and to put themselves in the room. But, but you were able to do that through the internship. And then you, as you said, afterward, you kept volunteering and now you're on the board for the endowment and for the Milwaukee Press Club. So, um, but, but not everybody is able to do that when they're 19, 20. And, and so um, journalism has to do a better job working with the universities, working with the newsrooms to, to say, how can we make this a more welcoming place? How can we help? Um, these professionals along um, and, and not just when they start out, but just keep them going. Um, you know, I, I don't, I didn't really have mentors and, and, um, and I know that that's more common now. And I think it's more important. I agree. Cause if I didn't, I see the press club as, as a sort of mentors. Cause like I said, I say this all the time, how I got, how I learned how to fundraise, like, cause I'm really good at it now, mm -hmm. I think. I've learned from y'all. I took y'all scholarship packet, your sponsorship packet, and I literally just made it carbon stone related. Um, now that we had the foundation, I followed everything y'all did from the bylaws yeah. right. to um the conflict of interest thing. So like yeah. this organization has been teaching me so much of not only about journalism, but how to the business of journalism, which school doesn't necessarily really teach. It teaches you the foundation of how to write and how to interview, but how to actually fund and become sustainable and just make it your way through it and getting the networking in school doesn't really teach you that so the endowment 
I hope people are listening. They really give you that platform to be able to meet someone who's been in journalism for 30, 40 years, 20 years, and be able to go, okay, this is where I came from. This is the things I've learned. And this is where I think journalism is heading. And here's how I can help you. And that's how I've been able to like really grow in a business. Cause like I said, I've been able to meet politicians to um, business owners, to actual journalists all within at Milwaukee Press Club events. Cause we throw the city a birthday party. So y'all should come. That's coming up next month, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So come to the birthday party. But um, one of the last one of the few last questions I have for you uh, for have you have for you is um, what does it mean to support excellence in journalism and how can people start supporting that on their own, whether it is through donating through the endowment or just overall just supporting outside of it? Um, I, you know, I, th I think a lot of it actually starts with appreciating journalism with, you know, uh, reading a newspaper, go, going to a website, you know, watching documentaries or, or videos or, or television or listening to the radio and, and getting an appreciation for the difference between um, trained journalists who are trying to be impartial um, and tell stories to, to help the community um, and the difference between that and, and uh, anybody who, you know, just has a microphone or a camera or, uh, you know, um, can get on the computer um, and just spout out, you know, um, w without any sort of ethics or training. Um, so, so it starts there, but if, you, if you're already in that, on that boat, if you're already supporting journalism, um, you know, um, the, the, the Milwaukee Press Club, is a membership organization and you don't have to be a journalist to be a part of it. It's the longest running, uh, continuously running uh, press club in the country. They do a lot of events. They bring in a lot of speakers. Um, they have an awards uh, program in May. They have um, uh, a hall of fame. They have a dinner for every October they welcome local journalists into, into that. Um, so they're doing a lot for those individuals and, and being part of the press club can, can help. Um, even just dialing in and, you know, getting on their website or getting on their mailing list and seeing what's going on and checking out some of that stuff. The, the newsroom pub um, on Wells Street off of, um, off of Water Street uh, is a really cool place. It's got signatures that the press club has collected since the 1890s of famous people who've been to Milwaukee, um, athletes, politicians, uh, artists. Um, it, it's, it's a really impressive collection that sort of tells you the history of how how um, how steeped the press club is in in history around here. I'm not sure I'm answering your question. We we have um, President Barack Obama's signature. So yeah. just, just so you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can spend hours in there just looking at all of those signatures and, and being wowed. Yes, I think you answered it. Um, I think you explained the endowment very well. Joe Driesang, um, the president of the Milwaukee Press Club Endowment. Um, if you're ever thinking like, hey, I got a little extra money and you want to support something, think about the NPC endowment because journalism needs to exist and we need the funding. And so please, please think about supporting journalism, whether it is endowment or another organization. And if you can think of things that the endowment can do to help journalists, to help 
people who want to be journalists. I, I always think of it as that we're um, advancing excellence in journalism through the people who practice it. I, Cause I like that people mm. focus, but um, I like people coming to us and, and requesting money because um, that helps raise our visibility. And um, I always figure, well, we can try to get money somehow. Joe's a great person. So if anything, just, you know, donate to support Joe. Hopefully say <laughs> he he's the president now. Who knows who's going to be next? We'll, we'll, we'll see. Who, who <laughs> knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to the Carbon Stone podcast, please make sure to join us every Tuesday as I interview someone positive from around the world doing positive things in their life. And remember, in the end, everything will be carved in stone. In the end, everything will be carved in stone.